<clears throat> Last time on Dungeon Dads, we uh we camped. Talked to Lady Cloudsack for a little bit. She talked about all sorts of big plans she had for Jonas. And then there was a lot of cod talk with Mr. Percy. A little too much for my taste. Then we slept. And I can't think of anything else notable that happened. Fellas, are you ready for some Dungeon Dads? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I feel very rested <laughs> now. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. As always, I am your DM, Tom Blaylock. Woo! Woo! Um, after That's that true. last episode, um, these guys probably do not need an introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I am joined, as per always, by uh, the man of the red cloud, Abel Rock Brother, Abel Snowflower, Sam Frank. What, what? 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 Good to see all you guys again. Good to see you. Um, uh, we're also joined by Filnir, who has kind of it's a bit of a Ronin now. He's a bit of a masterless uh, warlock, but he's but he's wearing it well. Uh, Tim Carr. Well, hello. I I guess that's true. And spoken like Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoken as Phil. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was doing his voice, so that yeah, makes sense. True. <laughs> I guess you had to be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and finally, uh, a magician and prince in crisis, uh, Ionis Silhavind, Jonas Silverwind, played by John Watson. What's up, John? <sighs> Still gut punched. Doing yeah. all right. Uh, well, can we get right into it? Um, yeah, let's do it. When we were talking about what happened last episode, um, I, you know, Sam was like, "We just camped, right?" <laughs> and, so, and so that's able. That's that was able saying we just camped. You did a lot more than camp. You learned a lot. Uh, I think yeah. about what's going on in the world, uh, the cloud sacks place in it. Like Mister Percy, I think is becoming a little bit more of a round character for for you all and he uh has some mysteries which is weird because he hasn't been eating well that's right yeah he really he really hasn't been eating very well um, um so uh filnier did say during the introductions uh he feels well rested i'm not convinced of that um, <laughs> um uh, actually yeah filnier is fully rested very he may have very had good a, he may feel short rested he um, feels he, he feels long rested. Okay. Um, I mean, either way is about the same for Phil Nier, Let's be honest. That's true. That's true. Uh, but you get all your hit dice back, right? Like, I don't know if you had done that. Yeah. No. I'm. I mean, I'm topped off. I think we did have the long rest, but but yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh... And Abel did. So, but going back before I derailed it, yes, we learned a lot about the world. About a, lo- a lot about where Ionis should have been. Yeah, what, what the cloud sacks been. plans for things were. We learned that Robert Hark is a dread pirate Roberts situation. Right. That's right. Yes. Right. Yep. 
Um, and and I I think I dropped this nugget in there that um, at, you know toward the end, or maybe it was the bonus episode that uh, Robert's gift is a potential future site of a big battle. Yeah, um, you dropped that nugget right in our ears. Just right here in, <laughs> in your ear holes. Um, uh, and and today we're going to get in a little bit of that and like what Robert's gift is, I hope. Um, uh, but first, I do have a couple of roles that I need. Um, uh, Abel, I need you to give me uh, a wisdom save, a constitution save, and an intelligence check. Oh, uh, here we're playing the subterfuge game again. Uh, just a, just a bit of it. You said wisdom save. Yep. Uh, what con save? Yep. And uh, what's the other one? An intelligence check, straight intelligence, intelligence check. check. And tell me what those numbers are. Wisdom save sixteen. I'm strong on the force. Okay. Con save thirteen, which is quite good for me. Intelligence okay. check six. Okay. Still waking up in the morning. Yeah, not just getting quite, up. <laughs> not quite, you know, up to full speed yet. Hasn't All had right. his tree bark tea yet. <laughs> Ionis, what's your bonus to survival? Uh, survival bonus. Uh, that's going to be a zero. Okay. All right. So this this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be for you. Um, <laughs> and this y- is like my home turf, right? So like I know where all the good bark is. You know where all the good bark is. This is not okay. for that. This is the this is one of those situations where <laughs> I I don't know uh I didn't know the right check for this one, so I'm going with survival. Um so it's not Ionis, uh, go give me some tea bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um I need you to give me a survival check. It's a DC ten, John. DC ten survival check. This is gonna And go it's so not bad. It's not bad if you fail. It's gonna go so well for me. Uh that's a natural one. <laughs> How do you God. do that? I don't. Do I don't do know. I don't know. Like literally, every I don't time. know. It's a curse. Okay. Okay. All right. So I mean, I'm still. I'm still convinced that a, there's a lot of confirmation bias at play, but that <laughs> that position is getting harder and harder to. Stick We're gonna to. have to start collecting some actual <laughs> data from this. And the good news is, we have the entirety of all of the chat window which includes all the roles since we started this thing <laughs> i think his last good role um i mean you know the last time he was on a roll with good roles was like episode three when he got uh you know t- two nat 20s and a bunch of other stuff um all right so, certainly some enterprising listener can do a statistical breakdown sure sure because <laughs> um, i mean listen it's one thing to say john is unlucky it would be great if he was provably unlucky. That's right. It would be. <laughs> okay. I got a question for you, Tom. Yes. And it may uh, may not be the right time. Well, so the only thing the survival check did is it did not give you a choice between two things. You got, you're going to get one of the things that you would have gotten anyway. So you, okay. you, you would have had a choice. This time you don't have a choice. Okay. All right, maybe I'll save it because I, I just I just picked up the lucky feet, which means I could re-roll. But maybe I'll save. Oh, it. I mean, if you want to, you can. I think I think I'll save it because I feel like I'm. I think I'm. I think bad things are happening to me right now. <laughs> okay, um, I, I I will tell you that uh, um, the lucky feet would not be a terrible thing to do. Okay, I'm gonna do the lucky feet because because it 
Well, yeah, you can use it. You can right. use it. A DC use, 10, second roll. I'll use a luck point. Just the one luck point. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you didn't really need to do that. Tom was just doing it for this potential outcome. Just, just, <laughs> just because it would be funny. Tell the listeners what you got, John. I, I rolled a, <laughs> I rolled a three that time. <laughs> Are you sure you were rolling a D20? I, that's what I'm rolling. That's right here in my hand. I'm looking at the okay. 20, but it won't land. I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm looking it's, at it. I'm looking right at it. I'm looking it right at it. <laughs> it just okay. won't do it. Okay, John. I'm looking so at it straight in the zero. <laughs> do, do you want the good part or the bad part? All right, uh, give me the bad part. The bad part is you did not get all of your fourth level spell slots back. You 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 are down one. And here's the reason. After that conversation with your mother, after all the shit you learned, like you just couldn't sleep. You were lying awake. Uh, you, you know, were looking out of the dome. Your mind was every which way. What's that movie? Every which way, but down down loose. is that what it was every loose. which way but loose yeah <laughs> every which way but you loose. were setting up a joke there every which no way loose. no um so 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 that's the that's the bad stuff the bad stuff is you didn't get the full benefit of a true long rest but it meant that you were just kind of a little bit aware of everything that was going on uh in the world outside the hut and you know you started sleeping around 10 p.m. Around one or two o'clock in the morning, the snow started falling, and mm. it's not, it's it's you know it's still it's still kind of early fall, and you know um, in Montaire it would be you know you'd be getting two to three inches mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the regular, but at the red cloud at the, at the foot of the red cloud it's not it's it's early it's early for that, and so you get this really interesting situation where there's a dusting around the dome and i'm assuming the dome doesn't doesn't uh, exude heat the heat from the inside to the outside so it sort of covers over uh, a little bit and occludes your view of everything um but you are fairly aware and at about three o'clock in the morning i don't know where your mind's at but you still sort of lost in your thoughts and you see a wisp of smoke and uh and then from the wisp of smoke in in the snow through the snow you see a cloaked figure uh approach the dome the hut and sort of inspect it you don't get a good sense of who they are or what they look like not super tall um not as tall as you but you know maybe taller than Filnir, but about that, about in that range. And then this figure uh, walks over to the fire that you all had made that was outside the hut and, uh, and tamps it out, puts snow on top of it. Um, and does the person moves their hand along the outside of the fire and you see that all the smoke just completely stops from it. Hmm. And this figure goes over to, the cave entrance and moves its hand along the cave entrance and the cave entrance disappears again. And this cloaked figure goes and sits down in the snow for a bit 
And I, I'm going to give you an opportunity if you want to do something or say something here. Um, but you don't feel like this person is a threat to you. I mean, you're protected in the hut. Okay. Um. Hmm. So it's you said it's like three. <laughs> you said it's like three in the morning. It's like three in the morning. Yeah, everyone's sound asleep. Um, and this person seems to be just sitting in the snow, like sitting toward the cave, looking toward the cave entrance. Okay. Um, like cross-legged, almost like in meditation. Uh, okay. I um, I'm just going to send Saber over. Mm, smart with with some food. Okay, and he'll go. He'll just walk up to the person and and lay it down beside the person and kind of walk around and sniff around. And I'm going to see if I can see the person through the cloak, or if Saber can recognize the scent. Yeah, he recognizes the scent, and as soon as the food comes up, what'd you send out? You send uh, out some cods too. So- <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh God! I, I, I sent out uh, no, no. I, I sent out uh, some of uh, Abel's bacon. Uh, great. Okay. Uh, so, um, Sil Moonbrook pulls the hood back from her head and says, Ooh. "Thank you so much," and begins to eat uh, some of the bacon. And continues to meditate. Who? Um, shoot. Is so Filnir's awake. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have to sleep, but he is asleep. He is asleep. Okay. Because um, the problem is, I can't leave. God damn it. Okay. If I if I if I talk to Sill, is this? Am I awake at this point, or is this a point where I go back to sleep and get my third level spells back? <laughs> it's like, still um, stick around. I really need this. <laughs> you know, um, uh, she might be there when you get your third level spells back. You're 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 still halfway your fourth, through your fourth level spell, right? Your one fourth level spell slot. Well, if he gets, yeah, but if, but if he rests the rest of the way, he will get all of his spells except for that one, except for the fourth that one spell. But he is like halfway through it right now. All right, because uh, right. um, it would be a good opportunity to talk to her, invite her in the hut, or to say something, see how she's doing. Can you bring in another person? I can bring in whoever I want. Yeah, up to ten. I thought people. it's oh, it's ten people. Okay, up to ten people. Okay. Um, so wait, are we uh, counting now, Percy? I Led think we're at I think we're at seven or eight. I think we're at eight. Three of us, Pawson. That's eight. And, yeah, and yeah. Saber. Yeah, but he's he's tiny. He is tiny. He he, he and I are one person. But Pawson is huge. I don't Ta- know if you yeah. open up. Pawson's pretty line. big. Yeah. Pawson's pretty big. Pawson is equals four. Um, he doesn't equal four. God, four or five foot ah, squares. You know what I mean? It's ah, fine. It's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, son of a gun. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and wake up. Uh, I'm gonna wake up Phil. I'm gonna wake up Phil there. <laughs> Phil there. 
<laughs> you talk to Syl. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> I just, I just gonna, I just gonna say, feel, feel, feel there, feel there. Uh, what? Feel there. Wait, what? What? What's his I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sil Moonbrook is right outside the dome. Sil. I, I, I know it's unbelievable. Sil Moonbrook is right outside the dome. I would like to go talk to her, but if I leave the dome, we lose the dome. So I, I was wondering if maybe you could, at least. Go say hello. Something. I don't see why not. Um, I suppose I should make sure we still have a good relationship. That she is not out to harm us. So keep your eyes on me if you don't mind. I will. I mean, to to be fair, in her defense, she walked by the dome and looked at it, but didn't. She did not seem hostile. She just walked over to the mountain entrance and closed it. And I sent Sabre over with some food already, and she thanked me. Um, as I said, I, I just, if I leave the dome, we've, it's snowing outside. It's very cold. Um, Tom, would Filner know if Percy's magic works while Percy is sleeping on the cod stew, if there was any left over? Um, Filner would know, but you could, yeah, yeah, you could take a little bite and see what it tastes like. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know what Filnir wanted it to taste like and what his tasted like. I'm just curious if, you know, if it, yeah, I guess. You'll, okay, you'll sure. know I'll, if it still tastes like that. Yeah, well, I was, I'm curious if it wanted to taste like something different. So it could basically be like, right. think about what you want this to taste like and then have a bite, you know, like be impressive right off the bat. Um. <laughs> baby get a load of this yeah. <laughs> right dig this get up it's the most <laughs> um but i imagine it's also all cold and kind of congealed and gross um because it's been many hours um okay yeah i'll uh sort of throw a cloak on and come out of the hut and uh slowly Slowly, carefully walk over there. <clears throat> um, Sil Moonbrook, if it is Filner, I I do not know if you remember me from um, from Lakeshire, um, but uh, I mean you no harm. We saw you sitting out here and thought we should say hello. I come on behalf of myself and Ionis and Abel, the group that helped free you from your bonds. It's why I'm here. Because we are here. I pay my debts back. I've paid five debts back in the last three days, and I'm here to pay this one back. Might I ask what that means? You set me free. And so I will give you a bit of advice. Okay. The Holdershek dwarves are coming. They have been sent by their elder. Um, and it will not go well for you. If I'm not mistaken, Abel has a relationship with the Holdersheks. He was here. That might that might be for true. Many years. That might be true. I don't know. I I just know that they're on their way, and. They do not mean you well. Um, 
there's more information. Uh, may I come into your hut? Um, if it were my permission to give, you would have it. Um, give me a moment, if you would. Of course. In the background, I'm tossing and turning in my sleep, just like, Gith, get your hands off me. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll pop back into the hut, and I'll say, Ionis, are you able to let Sill in? She means to help us. She she tells me that there are Holdershek dwarves coming with ill intent towards us while we are on this mountain. Um, we should probably rouse Abel as well. Abel. Abel, yeah. wake up. Uh, get, get, uh, whoa. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh, to rouse you. you. <laughs> it, it is me. Um, we may have some visitors that you know. Uh, the Holdershek dwarves are apparently on their way towards us. Sil Moonbrook oh, sits great. outside. Well, that's great. Sil, Sil seems to think it is not great that they are on some sort of. Uh, they have ill intent. Well. I don't know Sil Moonbrook very well. Wait, she's here? She's just outside the hut. She has asked for permission to come in, and I cannot provide that myself. So I thought Hold I'd rouse you and make I'm sure. I'm still waking up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that lady very well, but she seems to think a lot of things are bad. Very few things are good. It is true, but she said she came to... What's happening up. here? Well, Possibly go back to sleep. Be quiet, humans. Boston and dream. Filmir, it's Boston. Please, uh, please stay awake. Filmir, uh, my hut is getting a, a little, a little full, um, especially with this giant uh, wolf in here. If she were to come in, uh, perhaps we could send Parson out for reconnaissance. Parson, do you mind keeping an eye out for dwarves? I know the snow uh, won't bother you much. Oh, when when I when I see him, what may I do? Uh, let us know. Shall I bring them to you, whole? Um, no. If you can, try to surmise how big a force they arrive with, how many of them there are, and come back if, and warn us. If small, should I bring? bring you some of them as well? I'm not sure they mean to hurt us yet, so just just come tell us mm. if you see them. Mm. And then he gets up and he sort of like stretches a little bit and, you know, his foot gets on Percy and wakes him up. <clears throat> oh, oh, jeez. Oh, very large wolf. And then he like shakes his face and like drool goes all over everything. And Vera is awake and the two children are awake now. And, uh, and he walks out of the dome dome. He goes about 20 feet away. He looks down at, uh, at Sil Moonbrook and he goes, he comes back to the hut and he says, did you mean elf? No dwarves. Watch for dwarves. I don't smell anything. Good. And he are, just goes are, are and lays sure down. Are we sure this boy's got any creep to him at all? Pawson, <laughs> lay down outside the hut if you must sleep. Okay. Unfortunately, we need the space, but I'm sure your coat will keep you warm enough. I don't like it in there. It smells bad. In where? 
outside. Here. And he just walks away from you and he goes and lays down <laughs> where the fire was and he lays down right on top of the hot spot uh, in the snow. <laughs> uh, Ionis, can I invite Syl in? Uh, yes, please, please. All right, I'll pop out. I, don't, I don't know if we're making the best impression right now, <laughs> either with our hospitality or our shit togetherness. Syl, <laughs> so, pardon the wolf. He is um, an ally. You need not worry. Uh, uh, I don't find him in. to be an ally, uh, but he does look a lot like, uh, well, an old friend of mine used to used to change into something very much like this. Well, I should like to hear more about that. But well, what's this about Holdershek dwarves coming to kill us? I don't know if they plan to kill you, but they are very protective of the mountain, and uh, while. From what I could tell, they do not know who it is who is here, but they have assembled a small war party and and some of their how should I say this? Their rocks. Well, I mean, first off, they're dwarves. All of their war parties are small. Second, I believe we are beloved of the mountain. At the very least, we are tolerated of the mountain. So I do not know why they would have beef with us. I mean, they should have beef with us. I don't know why they would fight us. We have beef here for them. And we have cod, but it does taste like beef. <laughs> so she she just kind of looks around the uh, the hut and um, and she says, I'm not sure why Felipe Madamba is so obsessed with you all. Um, but his life does not seem to be long for this earth. Um, I, I'm not here to give you a message from him. Um, I'm not here to give you a message from Zerilith of the, of the, the Potter's Trail. Um, you should know that you are in the middle of something very big. Um, do, do you know Jesus uh, of Waterdeep? I am going to turn the full force of my charisma <laughs> on Sil Moonbrook. <laughs> okay. And I imagine that's a big, slightly creepy smile. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, Sil, we've been in the middle of something big for an awfully long time. And uh, I think you'd be surprised at the depth of some people's obsession for us. And then I'm going to, I'm going to roll. You want me to just do a persuasion or like, just like a raw charisma check? Yeah, no, I mean, tell me what you want to persuade her of. I don't, I want her to suddenly see the hidden depths in my piercing blue eyes and be uh, impressed at our uh, presence and, you know, the seriousness of our task. 100% uh, performance check. Performance check. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. That's a natural one. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even really look at you. 
um, uh, <laughs> as you as you do this. Um, uh, but she sort of looks around and says, um, uh, I was on a mission to infiltrate the tower and to find out what had gone wrong with the teleportation roads, which had been malfunctioning for several years since the Battle of the Bands. I now believe that the Water Davians and in particular, uh, Jesus of Waterdeep is behind all of that. Jesus of the Orc Wars? Yes, he was in the Orc Wars for sure. Definitely, yes. Yes. I, I was. I thought there might be two Jesuses there for a second. <laughs> well, Felipe Madamba, he, he was. He he has access to three of the teleportation gates, and uh, and had been using them to good effect for years. And about two years ago, they stopped working properly, and we have lost warriors. Uh, we have lost um, we have lost grain that we would ha- would normally had been transporting through uh, these these teleportation circles and gates, and in my attempt to infiltrate and learn something about it, I was captured and enslaved there, and I am now trying to figure out. Who knew what when I was sent in? I thought Felipe was behind it. I thought he had sold me to them, but he did not. And so now we're in a situation where I believe Farron, Waterdeep, has their mind set on taking over this whole island, all of Gilbrain. <laughs> They're going to have to get in line. <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, I think they are the what I'm. I count on my hands, and I run out of one hand. I go under the other hand. They are the sixth major power trying to take over the island. Well, if you're counting Felipe Madamba in there, do not. Uh, if you're counting Adair or Hark in there or Monterre, do not. Um. This war is a distraction that has been put together, moved forward by players from Waterdeep. I'm convinced of it. You mean to tell us that the war is manufactured from Waterdeep? I mean to tell you that Harkness is marching on Monterre even as we speak, and Monterre is marching out to meet them. I'm telling you that Adair has most of their troops here in the Breen and is in real danger of being completely wiped out if they try to lay siege on Lakeshire. I'm saying that all of the major players in the Breen and on Gilbrain face annihilation within a month or two. And the only the only party that is seems to be sitting pretty in all of this is Jesus of Waterdeep and his troops from Varen. Do you mean the Githyanki? 
the Gith. He has others. There's a contingent from Neverwinter here who, for some reason, had already been occupying uh, Lake Shire for, for, for weeks and weeks. Well, I can explain that, but now is probably not the time. Or perhaps it is. Vilnia, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You think you understand why Neverwinter has made uh, common cause with Waterdeep? Well, there were a lot of Neverwinter soldiers there trying to kill you, Filnir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that could be explained why they were in the neighborhood to begin with. Yes, when... Hundreds. Hundreds of Neverwinterans. Well, he might not look it, but he's a pretty bad fella. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Abel. Uh, the docent and consulate to Neverwinter was killed in the museum where I worked. I worked under him. Uh, and they came to believe it was my fault, which I'm not convinced it was. I'm not convinced it wasn't. Um, are you uh, either way? Uh, you may or may not know of Pariso Incompetent. It's a long story. Uh, I may have been some say you had and, to be there. Yes, <laughs> I don't know, but either way, that that may have roused their presence early, is all I mean to say. She just she looks around and she's trying to make her mind up. If you're an idiot or not. <laughs> and she finally decides you maybe. Wait, wait, not. I recognize that look. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it many times before. Still, perhaps I overstate Filmier, my role. I think she likes you. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps I overstate my role in all of this, but as you well know, I can only see things through my own eyes. Half elf, if if I wanted to send an advanced contingent to an embassy city. Doesn't it make sense that if I had a very small reason, I could send only a very small contingent, but if I had a very big reason, like an assassinated ambassador, I could send more? Absolutely. Like, I think this has been going on for some time, long before I was, I was captured even. You're saying these are... Perhaps even before... Before the Battle of the Bands. These are machinations of their tampering. Hmm. The one that was with you when when I was set free. The one who held Jesus' face. Yes. That's the one who would know. We must speak to her then. Only because... I think that she does not want this outcome to happen. Sil, I have an odd request, but perhaps you can make it happen. If I tell you where she is, could you bring her to us? Perhaps. Where, where, where is she? First off, I would like to say she's my sister, so I wish her no harm. She is in dungeon in Lakeshire underneath a building called the Orphanage. I know the building. 
I don't know how easy it is for you to get to a specific point, but I've seen you in action and you seem quite adept. She is disguised as Ionis, what was the name of the person she was disguised as? Grimy. Uh, yes, uh, Grim. No, no, it was Grim. It was Grim Portapati. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds right to me. <laughs> she is disguised. She has taken another disguise as a prisoner. Grim Portapati or Grimy Portnoy or, or some something like that. I'm sure there are not very many prisoners down there with those names that sound like that. There can only be one, I imagine. Filnir, can you give Syl some kind of message to take so that, that Galwinia would know to come with her? Well, Iona should be able to warn her. Uh, sure, I could reach out to her and tell her we're sending someone post-haste. Oh, do you, do you have the magical energies for that, Jonas? You, you seem to be guarding them jealously as of late. <laughs> I could. It depends on. It depends on what we're what we're doing when it's all going down. But I could. Uh, I could send one message now, or more later. Sil Sil just sort of. Uh, she she looks a little disappointed. <laughs> And and she she says, I spent my whole life doing this sort of thing, fighting other people's battles. I came here just to give you a warning. Uh, I can try to get your sister. Listen, Sil, Sil Moonbrook, let me share a little share a little of my wisdom with you. If I've learned one thing in these. My many hard, hard decades on this earth. It is that if you got a talent for something, sometimes you just got to use it, baby. Sil, I will defer to your judgment. It is merely a means to an end in this case, and I know that is not your favorite thing to do, your favorite task. However, you said that the person who was wearing Jesus's face could answer questions, and Galwinia is her name. She was the one wearing Jesus's face. Okay. I won't kill her, even though I do think that she played some part in in the process to sell me from the Horonay brothers. I will do what I can do. If that is the case, we will discuss it and find another way to make it right for you. I I can only apologize if she was a part of that. I was not aware. I don't think I can do this in the middle of the daylight. I can try right now. Um... Jesus is a very powerful wizard. I'm not sure if you know that. Um, and I don't know if he has protected the dungeon and the orphanage or any other building from people doing what I do. I, I, I cannot move inside of this dome, for instance, uh, with, with my ability. Uh, there are other things I've seen wizards do that 
are able to keep me out. And in the tower, they were able to trap me. I've seen Jesus in action and his, well, his, his spells are like miracles. I do not know whether they know of her presence. As I said, she's disguised. I suppose uh, if we have time, Ionis could warn her that warn her of your intent or perhaps ask if she has been discovered or has any reason to suspect that she has been discovered. Can't, can't you just tell Syl something that only Galwinia would know? And then we just give this thing a shot, you know? Sun's, sun's coming up soon and we got dwarves to greet. Let me think. Um, tell her that Filnir and Waladria have gotten into an argument and she is the one to decide what's for dinner. Okay. Shall I bring her back here? For now, I think that is the safest to have her with us. If you have a better idea, I am open to it. <laughs> I think that's the right thing to do. I don't think it's the safest for us or for her, but them's the breaks. Okay. This is it, though. Abel, Vilnia, cover everybody up. I dispel the... If they're doing that, I dispel the dome. Okay. Um, do you have? Are you gonna do ascending? Is that is that the plan here, or or she, it would? Uh, Sil is just gonna tell about Guladria and Filnir having a Willadria, Willadria, yeah. and uh, Filnir having a dispute about what's for dinner tonight. Yeah, I think that was the plan, right? She'll just go and okay say the message. Okay, save it for fire, Jonas. <laughs> okay so she goes out and you see a little bit more of her process here um so she um she touches the skin on her wrist and you see her sort of trace a line along her wrist and then she disappears um Oh, well, I'm not Mr. going back to sleep after that. Oh, should and I, if you see Tempest's prick, bring it back. No. <laughs> should I should I make a, make another fire, sir? Um, just uh, just wait wait a moment, Mister Percy. Uh, gentlemen, so we uh, I meant to, I wanted to find out exactly how far the dwarves were off. Uh, however, I wanted to dispel the dome so she could bring Galwinia back, but once she does. I can, I can easily make another dome for another eight hours that would protect us from the dwarves. Should they arrive, we can send one of you out to to discuss. I would say, Abel, you go out of the dome and talk to the talk to the dwarves. Feel near. You could you could arm your bow and any 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 weaponry, any anything that you could fire, you could fire outside of the dome. But we would be completely protected. Should something, should something go wrong? Yeah, we can't really, with this group, we can't go anywhere until daylight anyway. It's not like we're going to rush off this mountain in the dark. That's a sure recipe for somebody breaking their leg. 
slow us up even more than we already are. Well, perhaps everyone should simply move over 15 or 20 feet or so. So if Syl returns, there is a dome that she will be able to enter, but it will be in a different place. So she will not reappear in it and be prevented from returning, if you know what I mean. Or we wait till she gets back. It will take me 10 minutes. She'll probably come back before I'm done casting it. Well, just in case she doesn't, let me tell you fellas a little story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, at this point, before Abel gives the end of his inspiring uh, leader speech, inspiring leader um, speech. Uh, I will give um, perception checks to Filnir and uh, Ionis. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is John. <laughs> I got a. Great. I got a six. People, My passive is fourteen. People are going to think we're making this up. This is just not, John. What'd you get? I rolled. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, um, I, will, I would also like to throw in my passive perception is a seventeen. Just yeah. Seven. Well, you're giving a speech, um, and you already have failed. Now you this said check. you said before I start my speech. I I had you roll things earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, you right. have you you did not succeed on this particular thing already. Um, um, okay. Uh, so, um, do we need to that's roll one too for bad. Pawson? Uh, no. Or is this not? Is this not related no. to the dwarf? It's not. It's not. It's not that. Um, so, do I right. get to the end of my speech, or does something? Yeah, you get to get to the end of your speech. Yep. Okay. Damn. And. And nature's bounty is everywhere, should you only choose to look. And yet we overlook it every day. Bark. Bark everywhere. Bark as far as the eye can see. Be like the bark. <laughs> How much do they get? I mean, ten, f- full, ten temporary f- hit points for everybody. F- full on. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and now, um, let's see. Who wants to roll for Sill's success? Not me. No. <laughs> okay. All right, Tim. So, yeah, so what do you need me to roll? Because um, he's so the I only need... one who, of us who hasn't rolled the natural one yet, right? So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, so so it's, it's it would be really funny if he did it right now. <laughs> she has a she has a plus three uh, for perception. I'm going to give uh, you, you need to do a perception check DC okay. ten, and then right. and then she's got a um, she's got a persuasion check that she's going to get she's going to get plus three for that and that's going to be dc 15 okay um here's the perception check 19 okay excellent um now wait a second she doesn't get this persuasion check with advantage uh for this one because she's well i assume the persuasion check is for galwinian she's got phil near's phrase uh sure for sure Okay, but she doesn't get advantage. No, no, no. She does not get oh. advantage. But Filnir's phrase is going to wipe out the disadvantage from seeing the most terrifying person in the world to to Galwenia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Well, fair Galwinia enough. Was there when she got away? Yeah. Right. All right. right. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. She was trying to kill her. <laughs> that's I know, right. I know. Right now that these roles should have been switched, but here goes. Got a five. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. So. 
uh, as Abel is finishing up his inspiring leader speech, um, uh, uh, you see a puff of smoke and it's about six feet off the ground. An old looking dude uh, <laughs> falls, falls to the ground and, uh, and Syl Moonbrook falls down and she just keeps saying, Ludwina said she's going to cook dinner and Filnir is going to cook it and uh, fuck. <laughs> and, and, and the old man is like shaking and terrified and then sort of looks around and the facade falls and it's Galwinia and she says, Filnir. Galwinia. You got me out. Oh my God. Are you controlling her now the way the way Jesus did? No, Galwinia, Galwinia, no, no. She, is she she's doing us a favor. And you see, you see, you, you see, Sil Moonbrook, fucking gang, goddamn it. We're we're controlling her the way civilized people do with friendship. <laughs> yeah. So Filner's gonna run over and give Galwinia a big hug. All right, uh, she accepts say, your hug. Thank you, Sil. Thank you. I. Uh, I suppose she's I suppose a real now- C word. Sil says, <laughs> oh, well, uh, "Yes, you, we should C word." <laughs> <laughs> you two have not had the best start to your relationship, and I again, I can apologize, Galwini. I'm I'm so glad you're safe. I'm I'm. This is amazing. L- listen, I own a boat in Hark City. Uh, if we can get there, we can go over land. We can be there in a week. Um, let's let's get out of this godforsaken place, Filnir. I have nothing left here. Uh, if only it were that simple. You can bring your friends too. I gesture expansively to the camp and desert all this bounty. <laughs> <laughs> Galwinia, let us let us take a moment. Let us gather our bearings set the table of what is at stake for a moment. And, and Vera Cloudsack has been sort of like watching very closely everything that's going on. And, um, and, uh, okay. One more perception check. This one for Abel. Okay. Come on, baby. That's a natural uh, 20. Okay. Yes. There it is. Yes. That's the All other right. side of the coin. Oh. So, so as, as you were finishing your inspiring leader speech before Galwinia like popped in, like right before mm-hmm. you saw Vera with a chipmunk on her hand speaking to it. Mm. And, and now that Galwinia is here, Vera sort of like comes over and says, the pirate of Breen Harbor. You are Galwinia Omajira. I am indeed, Galwinia says. And she says, and it looks like you all are to thank for getting me free from that hellhold. Uh, we have to get out of here. You have no idea what I've done to Jesus of Waterdeep. No idea at all. Listen, I, I the guy's been through a lot. He's had a lot of bad things done to him. It would take a lot to even scratch the surface on that guy. I ripped his fingers off. I cut out his tongue. I gouged his eyes out. 
and I kept him alive by force feeding him for a year. Well, that does sound pretty bad. Good God, Fjolnir, this is your sister? I'm sure there was a reason. A very good reason. <laughs> right, Kelvinia? <laughs> <laughs> Filnir, she was the one. He is a he is a a godlike wizard, and when he travels through these portals, like the one I have in the in the Waterdavian consulate, he is extremely tired when he comes out of them. He is unable to cast spells for just a moment, and we set a big trap for him. And I had intel that he was actually going to be uh, making his way here to launch an invasion. And I also knew that he had one of these, I don't know what you call it, but when he dies, he's reborn and he keeps all of his memories. He keeps all of his everything and he'd seen our faces. And so I did my best to keep him alive so he would not be reborn in that way. Um, But he kept trying to kill himself and I didn't know what all kind of magics he could cast without being able to speak or move his hands. So I, that's, I. You took precautions. I, I took every precaution that I could take. Disa Flatfoot said that it was the only way. And I, until very recently, I trusted Disa with my life. I see. Oh, did you two have a falling out? I think Disa went to Waterdeep. Well, we saw her run for the portal. Are you saying that you have attracted people to yourself who might be untrustworthy? It's what happens when you become powerful. I'm sorry, Galwinia, that was sarcasm. Sometimes people don't read it on me because of my natural charisma. (laughs) Everything sounds earnest. Sill, there was something you wanted to ask Galwinia, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Galwinia, would you entertain a question? Oh, I, anything. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe she can also, she can also, what, is that, is that a wolf? Is that Paulson? Yes, it's that is my wolf. You have a wolf, Filnir? We have much to discuss. My God, we do. You look more handsome than ever, by the way. Um and and Sil goes over and says, um What do you know of Jesus and his motivations? And and Galwinia says, well, yeah, I mean, you heard me. I was, I think he was, I think he was trying to invade. Um, he was trying to control the teleportation circles uh, all throughout Gilbrain. And, and Syl kind of nods and says, it's as I expected. And, and what do you know about the white lady and her attempts to, tap into the underground streams. Um, well, we, we, we knew she was busy. Um, she has nothing to do with Jesus. 
at all, as far as I could tell. And I was, I was trying to cultivate her as an, as a potential ally. Um, there's so few allies to be had here in Gilbrain now. Um, Boy, tell me about it. Prince Adair is a madman. He he was he was so. Uh, half the reason he's here is that his 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 wife took on a lover, and and his wife made sure that we could that that his lover would be uh, imprisoned in Lakeshire uh, as a as a hostage, and he was making his way here to invade and kill uh, his wife's lover. That sounds salacious. Like a, like a story that I'd want to hear the end of. Well, uh, this, I was dressed as him. Uh, the, 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 the prisoner Grim Portnoy, uh, somehow escaped from, from my dungeon, uh, just as the gith were arriving. Um, and I, I suspect his wife had something to do with it. Grim Portnoy's wife. No, Prince Adair's wife. She's Monteran, and I not very smart. Uh, no offense, Ionis. Well, none taken. Do you do you remember her name? Adair's wife, Lady Adair. I, that's what I call her. Her Monteran name. I don't know her Monteran name. What is her Monteran name? I was wondering if maybe I knew her, what family she came from, something. I bet you know it if you just search your memory, Jonas. <laughs> like, if you just said the first thing that came to your mind, I'm sure it would be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. I do remember correct recollection. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do remember. I do remember an uh, an Everly Flown Gimbal uh, who married into the uh, Adarin household. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the second thing, the second thing, Jonas, will be the one. You gotta get the bad one out so the good one can come in. Come, come and Dilly. Come now, and Billy. Real talk. I don't remember her name, John. Do you? Let's come on. Let's let's go. Liat. Goliath. Goliath. I think that is it. I think that is it. Lady Goliath Adair. Interesting. Okay. Yes, yes. It came to me. It must have been divine inspiration. <laughs> People forget I'm a man of the cloth. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Um, that is causing quite a stir. I, I wonder if I could... You said that that Hawk City is marching on Monterre as we speak. You're talking to Syl? Yes, all of them, everybody. There is a battle about to happen on the three-way. And the three-way is... <laughs> Possum goes, wait, what? 
God you know, the it. highway. It's, it's, every, a, it's every battle in this campaign is going to have a dumb name. <laughs> the the three way is a highway that goes from Hark City to Monterre, as you know, uh, <sighs> Prince Silhavind. Um and and it's called the three way because the 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 cost at all of the 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 highway checkpoints is three coppers for any wagon and so oh, that's oh, why they you call mean, it the three way you mean the menage sure sure <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever they call i only know what felipe madamba calls it and and literally everyone else in the gilbrain <laughs> <laughs> well you know montarans have their own way of doing things yeah i think i think in montare they call it the the bone shaker highway cuz it's made out of uh, stone um but Yes, they they are they are marching out. They're they're already involved in a guerrilla style war against each other. Um, and and you're saying we've already got guerrillas going at it on the three way. Jesus, Posse goes. Wait, what? <laughs> Guys, I want to know more. <laughs> Not worth getting up for <laughs> guerrillas. <laughs> <laughs> How long do we have on that? I don't think there's anything you can do about that. I I think that Montares they're getting their comeuppance for 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 trying to uh um free the breen as as your father said with Felipe. Uh but you know the forces the, the forces of Felipe Madamba are active on the three-way, in the Owlwood, um, throughout Gilbrain. Didn't they already get their comeuppance at the Battle of the Bands? They still have a city, don't they? Why, why would they need to come again on the three-way? <laughs> <laughs> Regretting my decision to call it that. <laughs> I think everyone listening right now may be regretting a lot of their life choices. <laughs> well, listen, you know why it's called a three-way. It's because yeah. um, the it's three coppers to take it. And also, mm-hmm. every three miles, there is a uh, a guard stand. And the guard stand is, is occupied by either two Monterans and one Hark guard or, one, or two Hark guards and one Monteran guard. So that's why they call it the three-way. Uh, <laughs> s- s- wait, who was saying that? <laughs> was that, that, was Sil. Tom? that was oh, DM that was Tom? Sil? That was DM Tom. Sil, I'm Sil. sorry. Sil, you, I, I think I, I just want to explain. We're, we're all sort of chuckling over here because a three-way is also what you call it when, when two people's doing it and then they bring in another person for, for also being in there. Yes, I... This sounds familiar to me. And Galwinia says, it's also called, it's, it's also called uh, topping from the bottom. It doesn't sound quite right. <laughs> I think we are drifting away from the subject. There are important, meaningful things happening. Yeah. And we have descended into juvenile humor. <laughs> so maybe uh, when it is least appropriate. So, so, uh, Percy has started another fire. Um, Wait, Percy, don't do that. 
Yeah. Still went through a lot of trouble putting out our fire, I think. Oh, I was going to get some hot bula going on the fire, but what? What? I take it back. Go on ahead, Percy. That sounds Uh, good. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, still. No, wait. I changed my mind. (laughs) Don't start a fire yet. Still, how far away these dwarves? Uh, I. They're they're uh, not far. I'm. I would be surprised if they're not watching us even as we speak. All right, I'm going to begin casting the hood again. Okay. So Syl is um, not going to stay for a whole lot longer, um, and she says to Phil there. She says, "We are even. Um, I brought you your sister." I have not killed her. I will not kill her. Um, but I will be traveling to Lake and Hearth at some point to be repaid for my kindness to you. I await the opportunity. I look forward to it. Um, do you have any thoughts on where might be the safest for us to travel from here with this group that we now have under our protection, so to speak. Do you want to go straight to Lake and Hearth? Last we were there, it was overrun with Adarans. I imagine if we wait long enough, it will not be, but we would have to go around either past Lakeshire or through Breentown or find a boat that could accommodate all of us. I'm not sure we have that option. Syl leans down into the onto the ground and she starts tracing on the dirt a giant circle. And she walks around. It's about 10 foot in diameter and she is walking around it. And uh, you see that like Ionis's uh, hut is starting to take shape as he is ritually casting it and chanting it over there. And, um, and she continues making the the circle and uh and she says um i'm sure your wizard knows how to do this uh this can take six of you and i have made it so that it will take you uh exactly 500 yards to the south of the lake and hearth entrance But only six of us. Thank you, Syl. Syl, I'm about ready to be repaid for my kindness as well. What can I do for you, Abel? Where do I find Felipe Madamba? Felipe Madamba is not well. He is in the Potter's Road in an inn called the Rye and Mighty, being tended uh, by the best surgeon that he has. And that's not saying very much. Sounds like we don't have a whole lot of time then. How about you wizard? Hut ready everyone. If you want to walk in, what's that circle? (laughs) (laughs) It's a teleportation circle that I've made that can take you to Lake and hearth. What? 
Thank you. What are we waiting for? It will only take six of us. Six? Six. I I think, Ionis, you must reach out to Florn. And we must... I do not know if Adair is still there, but... I, I think we need to send Lady Cloudsack and Mr. Percy to safety. We cannot just leave them here on the mountain. All right, I pull the book out. All right, uh, Florn, is it safe to return? It, it is, is safe, safe to, to return. return. Fantastic. Uh, all right, uh, apparently it's safe. Florn says it's safe to return. And you're sure it's Florn? <sighs> the handwriting matches. To the best of my ability, it's, uh, it, it is his spell. True. Okay. Perhaps you should tell him that we will be sending Lady Cloudsack, her children, Mr. Percy, and I... I, I don't know, Galwinia, do you... What do you wish to do here? You are safe. We have allies in Lakenhearth, and you would presumably be safe there unless... Adair comes back through, but they are on their way to Lakeshire, and presumably will be back here. Have you not looked at your sister? She's not staying. I know, but is she staying with us, or does she want to leave from Lakenhearth? Does she wish to travel? I could use a good night's sleep for sure. Um, I do have two people in Lakenhearth. Who is in charge there now? A young man named Wait a second. Before you go telling her stuff, I know she's your sister and all, but who are your people in Lakenhearth? <laughs> uh, I, I, I have uh, I have one person who is a uh, she's been she's tending a, uh, an inn there. And um, and I have another a fisherman uh, who who has who smuggles things in to to Lakeshire for me. Can I? Can I give an insight check on that? Yep. 17. Yep, she's telling the truth. So are you are you making for your boat or not, lady? Well, I'm not sure I could go alone. Um, I will need to go to Braintown at some point because that turncoat Disa is there. And is claiming to be the new head of a certain organization, which shall not be named. Uh, but beyond that, I will not be staying in Gilbrain as for very long. Assuming I can make it into Hark City, assuming I can get a hold of my boat, and that the people there are not are still loyal to me and not Disa, uh, I will be making my way to the Sword Coast. Hmm. Well, dear sister, would that I could help you get there and travel with you, but I have other business here that I am not sure will be concluded before you leave. Um, I suppose you can send word through Lakenhearth, and perhaps Ionis will be in touch on occasion, though the replies do have to be quite succinct. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I will go to Lakenhearth for you if that's what you would like, but I will not be staying there long. I would not presume to control your actions, Galwinia. I know better. I know you too well. But I would offer you safe passage if I can provide it, and I can. Should you want to go to Lakenhearth, you could also head east from here, but that would not help, or you could travel to Breentown. I don't know exactly where we're going yet. We need a little more time to figure that out. But you are welcome to travel with us as long as the directions coincide. Do you think this new leader would give me some kind of reward for bringing these uh, commoners to the city? No, and I would ask that you do not ask him for that. Okay. I got a question for you, Galwinia. Seeing as you run maybe the most extensive intelligence network on this island, and you're about to skedaddle out of here to avoid the consequences of a war that, even if you didn't start it, you sure as heck made it worse. Can you give us anything that'll help us, those of us who are staying here to fight this battle and clean up some of your mess? I'm not I'm not going to make you stay, and I know it wouldn't be worth it to try, but give us something. Well, is information enough for you? <laughs> Depends on what the information is. I, I And I've gotten so much over the past 24 hours that I feel like my head's about to burst. But if it's good enough, maybe it'll stick. I believe there is an insurrection attempt going on in Adair. And I believe that Lady Adair is involved and that if the prince is killed or comes to some other end, that the troops will return to Adair City and that particular chess piece can be removed from the brain. His troops with him are loyal to him, but they are professional. And when, when the council in Adair meets for the king's moot, they will return and be loyal to whomever is decided will be the new leader of Adair. That seems like an awful inefficient way to run an army, but uh, goody for us, I guess. Yes. Um, I think the real, I think the, I, if I was in your situation, I would leave this island. And she looks over at you, Phil, there, and she says, there are enough people who were looking for you when I was still acting as Jesus, that I am quite certain he has heard your name. And he has certainly heard your name, she says, looking at Ionis. And we all know my name rings out through this entire valley. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you know him personally? Didn't, or didn't you fight in a war with him? Absolutely. So I'm sure he knows you as well. Yeah, uh, 
Excuse me if I don't give a lot of credence to what you would do in our place, Galwinia. I understand. Um, and she puts on uh, her ladybone glasses and she inspects the teleportation circle and uh, looks over at Sill and says, this shit better not teleport us 500 feet off the ground. And she steps through and disappears. And Sill says, wait, wait, I didn't tell Florin. And Sill says, five Tell more. him now, tell him now. You got a chance. <laughs> Let's hustle everybody else through here. Coming now, Florin, coming now. Lady Cloudside. Percy, get the bags. Get the bags, Percy. We're coming through a teleportation circle. Lady Cloudsack. Take your children. They will be safer there than we can keep them here. Okay. And uh, and and she looks over at Abel and she says, um, I saw you looking at me. You should know that he has been listening. Well, I assumed as much, but chipmunks, they only have tiny little brains and they forget things pretty quickly. And she just touches her head and she says, he's been listening. And come on, children, come on. I'm furiously writing in my book the number of people coming through. Please take care of them. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I tell Vera she's going through the teleportation circle. Well, you tell him he can get busy helping or get out of the way. You can tell him yourself, she says. He's listening. And uh, they all disappear, and and Percy's there. He's, Ionis, I will not leave you. I'm sorry, Mister Percy. You must. It is not safe here. Well, well, what will you do? How will you be safe? I have my own ways of getting back to Legenhoth. And look, look at these two men. These are battle-hardened men. I'm well protected. Mm. Do not worry. Jonas, I feel like your affection for Percy may have blinded you to the fact that he's grown into a strapping young man of 41 years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom, with the with the breastplate that I have, which I don't know, I'm carrying this thing around because they threw it at me when we got kicked out of Lake and Hearth, like, <laughs> would that fit Percy? Uh, it may be. Yeah. I don't know. How, how tall is Percy? I mean, he's taller than you, but it's breastplate, so I mean, it might it might just ride a little high, like uh, like one of those one of those cool shirts from the uh, the early '90s that people cut them off, <laughs> right? You know what I mean, Mister um, Percy. Um, uh, yes, I don't. Just in case of any adversaries arriving in Lagenhoth, would you take this for your own protection? I know how much Ionis values your life and your relationship. You're sending us someplace safe, you said, though, sir. It should be, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, that does not mean it will remain so. Percy is brave and strong and has sworn himself to the service of Jonas Silverwind. I think it would be a crime to part him from you so soon. And Lord knows we could use his help. You're, you're suggesting we keep him with us? I'm saying we've been eaten terribly. <laughs> <laughs> that cod was quite delicious. 
And the man just wants to be next to you, Jonas. Ava, what do... What are we doing? Well, I think we're hopefully catching some shut-eye in this hut. Then we're probably going to have to talk to some dwarves. And then we're probably going to have to have an argument about what we do next. But I certainly got my own ideas on that. I think we need to talk to Felipe Madamba. Of all the pieces on this board so far, he's the only one that owes us anything. That's true. Damn it. Is Syl still there? Yeah, she's still there. Miss Miss Moonbrook, if if we talk to Felipe, will he see us? He's not in any condition to be turning away potential allies. (laughs) He'll see me. He's going to be real happy when I save his life for a second time. You think you're better than our surgeon? (laughs) Lady, I just delivered a rock, baby. I'm better than any (laughs) surgeon you got on this goddamn island. (laughs) Well, that might be what the dwarves are after, if that's true. Oh, shit. It's all coming together. <laughs> Where is that rock baby? <laughs> Did we lose him? He wasn't in the bags that we sent with the children, was he? <laughs> Did you not feed him to Parson? Mm. Oh, and that's pa- right. And Parson does rip out a pretty big fart right around that moment. Oh my god! Um, just so you know, yeah. So, uh, Ionis. I suppose the decision is yours, though I would ask Mr. Percy as well. Are you going to Lakenhearth? Or are you staying with us, Mr. Percy? Well, I will leave that to my master. I am not a fast person. I am a loyal one. My food is quite good. And if you say Lady Vera will be safer in Lake and Hearth than she would be with you, then I leave this all up to you, sir. Mr. Percy, I... The road is, the road is dangerous. We have potential threats marching on us as we speak. We have a wizard that's been listening to all of our conversations. We don't know if he's, if he means us good or ill. We just saved his family. I hope he remembers that. I hope so too, but he might remember that I also embarrassed him in front of his entire army. That certainly is not worth more than saving his family. (laughs) And not worth saying a whole bunch more times either. I mean... You did like to say it a lot up until now, <laughs> but maybe we can just like put a, put a moratorium on retelling that story over the campfire at night. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I, um, 
Mr. Percy, I appreciate your loyalty. I, I just... I just want you to be safe. Do we even have enough food for him to cook for us for days, Abel? <laughs> He's a resourceful guy. He'll think of something. But look at him. Look look at your man there, Percy. Take take a good long gander. That's not a man that wants to be safe. That's a man that wants to be useful. Let's give him a goddamn use. Well, damn it, Percy, if you want to stay, then... Then damn it, stay. Huzzah! Oh, this will be like the old days, sir. When I would follow you around as you were learning your craft, burning down trees (laughs) and other things. (laughs) Maybe you could regale me with some of the the stories that you wiped from my mind. I'll, yeah, I'll that seems to, to have that. had a real positive effect on your demeanor and outlook on life. I, I, I want to do nothing but encourage that. <laughs> very, very, very well to both of you. Oh, may we, may we continue resting? Yes, I, I'll offer him that breastplate. Okay. Here, this may not fit perfectly, but it. It should be more useful on the road than I suppose it would have been in Lake and Hearth. Welcome aboard, Mr. Percy. We are delighted to have you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I, I, will, I will wear it well. I've, I've, I know this might surprise you, but I have worn armor in my past, and I can wear it again. Unbelievable. You've worn armor? What were you doing? I was... Were you trying it on for someone? I was, I was, I was pretending to be Lord Erlington, sir. <laughs> I, I would walk around in his armor. I, forgive me, sir, but I would, I used to dream of your mother. Hmm. <laughs> Percy, you're already making me regret arguing so hard to keep you around. Why don't you just go to sleep, man? <laughs> he goes in the hut. He goes in the hut. Um, <laughs> Jonas, you know, when you travel with a person, you learn all sorts of things about them. It's just something that happens out here on the road. <laughs> this one's on you, Abel. This one's on you. <laughs> <laughs> so. You guys have a new hut up. Um, mm-hmm. Dawn is very close to breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, you have, damn it, I want you to put your glasses on. <laughs> I want someone to put their glasses on. Um, Where's Syl? Did Syl take off? Syl's still, gone. Syl's gone. Okay. Uh, well, so let me, did she, did she leave the circle? Uh, she left the circle. Yeah. Hmm. It's still there. It's got one more. Is that right? Uh, it was just 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 three kids for that. So it's got, it's got four uh, people. Um, Ionis, how do we, how do we turn this off? And I'll put my goggles on. 
and look at it. Is there something I can do? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. That's, that's good. Um, (laughs) You know, you wait, you need a good like one liner before you put the goggles on though. Yeah, go ahead. You know, just be like, um, what are we going to do about this? I feel like we're going around and then you put the glasses on in circles. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'll say that. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) there are a lot of people going around. Literally. Yeah. 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 Right. (laughs) So, so when you put these things on, you can see that where Syl had like marked on the ground, just with her finger on the dirt, it's, uh, it's blue runes uh, around on the circle. And you can see now that in this clearing, there are four or five floating globes of dim light. Ionis, have a look at this. Put your goggles on. All right, I'll put mine on. I'll take a look. What do you think? Wait, these what about me? Are? I want to see. You are welcome to join us, Abel. <laughs> uh, Arcana check. Yeah. Do, do you think those globes represent those who have traveled? Uh, let me take a look. We have sent four through. 17. Um, you recognize this as the result of a scrying spell. And this is this is within the outside of the hut, but not not within the teleportation circle. They're just globes outside no, around the clearing. Mm. Yep. Mm. So I I put the glasses on and I see those globes and I go, I don't believe it. <laughs> that's and that's actually how I cast dispel magic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which one are you going to try? I point dispel? at them and I go, I don't believe it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a are DC they three f- separate effects? Well, I mean, you have to target them. Okay. Uh, DC fifteen for the first one. That's mm. with my spell casting. That's right. So it's just a straight whiz check. Yep. Fifteen, baby. Nice. One one of them disappears. Oh, three scrying spells. Uh, all right. Um, do we do we believe uh, this is the next morning? Right, we've gotten the gotten the rest and all that. Uh, no, I thought you're still you're still looking yeah, at it. You're yeah yeah. Do we believe these are coming from Waverly? I don't know what's what's his magic look like. Uh, th- this is this is definitely the scrying spell. Someone is watching us through these. Does it, does it, how's it feel? Does it feel like anybody in particular? <laughs> Damn it, table, it's not how this works. Florence is weird. I don't but- know how it works, man. You're kind of tight-lipped about this whole thing. Jonas, you would know that one, one spellcaster could only have one. At a time. Scry open. So... You've dispelled one, Abel. That's one person that I was watching I got rid this. of one, and listen... I'm actually really good at doing this. I wouldn't recommend you try it. Well, there are two other people watching us currently. 
Oh yeah, I see you. There's that one and there's that one over there. Well, this doesn't seem this is starting to seem like a less hospitable camping spot. It only lasts how long does it last? My <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The scrying spell or my dome? No, the scrying spell. The scrying spell. God, how 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 long does that last? It's it's uh well, got to be. I'll a, tell like, you. A couple of days. You guys right? still have your uh, you guys still have your glasses on. Yeah. yeah. You see, one flick out, and another one flick back on. Then you see another one flick out, and two flick flick back on. I'm sorry, Abel. <laughs> All right, so Jonas, what are we the- don't have to make a save for this thing? What are the limits? What are the limits of prestidigitation? Like, to what extent can you clean me up? I can clean you up completely. Okay, like you like know, probably you pat, pat pat different areas and just start cleaning. You know, the clothing for sure. Like, can he clean me up? You definitely got to clean Percy's armor and change its color, but that's a whole separate thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Okay, <laughs> so I want you to take my, you know, this Hark armor. And I just want it to be like, I want to be like the gleaming avatar of Tempest. Like, do whatever you can to just like make me as impressive as possible. Okay. All right. So I, I, I'll change. Uh, I'll change your armor to like chrome, gold, chrome type colors, mm-hmm. shiny, and uh, super clean. I touch your hair. Your hair is all of a sudden. <laughs> slipped back it's super clean <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. and yeah you you you're you're looking extremely impressive all right and then i'm gonna i'm gonna step outside the hut and do you um do you have like do we have any like lights you can put on me or anything do you have anything where yeah like, like a minor illusion some lights can you do like a beam of light or something that like is gonna pick me out of the darkness uh so I can do I can do that. My my problem it's sunrise, right? You said Tom? It's it's coming up soon, yeah. Yeah, you could you finagle a mirror to like just bounce a beam of sun ray <laughs> right onto him. <laughs> just floating somewhere in the air. Yeah. Perfectly the, the, angled. I think the problem is that I have to like stick my hand out of the dome. <laughs> well to do it. So I have questions about this scrying in the first place. Like, is there no save? Are we not protected in the dome? Well, that's also true. I feel well, like I feel like we have to do a dome. save, but I feel like we have to do a dome. save in order to be in order to be watched. We have to do a save. Was that were those all the roles before? Uh, you, you, the way this spell works, and not that you necessarily like need to know this for the meta reasons. Um, once they know where you are, they can just target a spot, and they don't. Ha- you don't get a save if they're targeting a spot. Oh, that's true. As long as we're like close to it, they can still see us. Yeah, that's Got right. It. Okay, mm-hmm. that's right. All right. So I'm going to... Abel failed his save uh, on this when they were looking for him. And we haven't really moved <laughs> since. Yeah. I'm going to step out. I step out into the clearing or, you know, out next to the fire. Gleaming armor, hair slicked back, beam of light picks me out. And I say, I'm Abel, sometimes known as Rock Brother, avatar of Tempest, beloved by this mountain. You holder shacks better come out here right now and tell me why you're dogging me. <laughs> and, and and you you hear some like rustling 
And uh, let me see if I can get it. <clears throat> Abel, it don't look like you. You heard me. I just said it real loud. <laughs> it don't. <laughs> it don't look like you. This is my final form. And you see two two dwarves step out from behind very large boulders on the side of the mountain, and it's Harbeck, uh, it's it's Harbeck Holdershek, and his cousin Varshak the ranger, and and Harbeck and and Varshak call out to you and say, "You brought men on here. Why'd you brew that?" Harbeck Holdershek. I answer to higher powers than you, but I am your brother. Now come here and give me a hug. God damn it. <laughs> and thus ends episode 36. Wow. <laughs> Everyone was in the Dungeon Dads podcast. So many hugs in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> man man. Oh, man that's not what i thought you were gonna do <laughs> all of you Jesus. you know sometimes you just gotta try to bluff people into being your friends man <laughs> damn i'm very curious what you expected tom <laughs> well first of all in that scene i thought you were going to be addressing uh, whoever was the had the scrying spell directly, like, oh, there's oh, a, yeah, ca- there's a camera the here. There's a camera here. Let me let me <laughs> let me uh, uh, share some info. Um, so that, but then I also, I really, I'm I'm kicking myself that I just let you get Galwinia out. I I was <laughs> I saw your face. I was like, Tim was like, can you get Galwinia? I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Gotta, we don't even have to go to Lakeshire. Jumper shows up. That's yeah. right. Well, should we save some of this for the bonus episode? Yes. This is hot pod, man. This hot yes. pod chaos embodied here. right there. God damn it! I, w- I would give you inspiration, Tim, if I wasn't so pissed at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll ask for it next time we record. All right, everybody. Well, come on back to the bonus episode. So you can hear me lament this uh, wasted opportunity for a cool <laughs> clandestine mission into Lakeshire. Um, something which I have prepared for, you <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers. If you want to um, hear God laugh. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, right, thanks everybody. for making me feel like I just won Dungeons & Dragons. You kind of did. <laughs> you kind of did. Now I got to start preparing season three. Because <laughs> that's where the journey we are. back to Lakeshire. <laughs> that's where we are. All right, uh, toodaloo, everybody. Toodaloo, Come back with a bonus episode. Toodaloo. We'll talk a lot See more soon.